The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name's Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer in the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. As I did that, Chris, I I really noticed um, the difference in how I did it pre-Eagles week. So just good call by you saying no enthusiasm, what's going on with the enthusiasm. So I I literally just thought of that. Like when I did this for the Eagles week and you were like, wow, you sound kind of down. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm so much more excited this week. Uh, Christmas Eve tomorrow, obviously, for those who celebrate. So the seven fishes, uh, pierogies, uh, Lisa Struffala, whatever you guys eat. In addition to that, Giants football, baby. Christmas Eve, huge game. Uh, not the not as big as last week, but a very big game in that if they win, they're very likely to be in. Um, and they're going against an opponent that is beatable. Um, we'll determine later. We'll let you guys know if we think they're going to win. But this is a beatable opponent. Um, I'm excited. I think Giants Nation's excited right now. What say you, buddy? Oh, yeah, it's definitely a game that's. I think it's going to be close. You know, don't let the record fool you. The Vikings are not an 11 and three team. You know, people look at people haven't seen a Viking game and say, "Oh, this team's 11 and three. Holy crap!" You know, but <clears throat> they're not an 11 and three team. Um, you saw last week they had to come back, <laughs> the biggest comeback in NFL history to beat the Colts. At home. So I think the Giants are going to keep this one close in a lot of ways. Um, we'll get into a little bit down the road here now as we move along. <clears throat> what they're going to have to do, I think, I believe, and what they might not be able to do. But this is going to be an interesting game indoors. You know, it's going to be a loud crowd Christmas Eve, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Vikes have clinched already. Now, there's a couple of factors that come into this. One, they're coming off at a very emotional game. Last week, they yeah. had to come back yeah. from 33 points to win a game, and they won the division to boot. So, okay, I get it. They're going to keep their foot you know, on the pedal and all that. But they're in the playoffs already. They won the division already. And if you don't think psychologically mm-hmm. that doesn't come into play a little bit, you, you know, I, I, think, I think you're mistaken because I know they're going to look at it, you know, oh, we're going to keep going forward. We want to finish, you know, but the fact is they're still in the playoffs. The fact is they're coming off an emotional, very emotional comeback win last week. Um, So I think the Giants could take advantage of some of that. I think you might see the Giants because the Giants obviously are coming off a very big win. And they need this game bad. You know, let's face it, Jerry. If they come out of Minnesota with a win, they're in the playoffs. Okay? They're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So a lot to play for Giants-wise. Not so much Viking-wise. And uh, I know you're always going to have to coach speak on their end. You know, oh, no, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're going to no let up on this team and all that. But they have a lot they have to work on. You know, they, they also don't want to go into the playoffs and get smoked the first playoff game, too. And they could be playing the Giants on top of that in the playoffs in hmm. about three weeks, four weeks, whatever it is. So yeah. interesting game. A lot of stories within the story, uh, stories, story, whatever the hell that expression is. And it should be it should be fun. I think it's going to be a pretty close one. Uh, I don't. I hope anybody doesn't get fooled by this eleven and three record of the Vikings. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, it's such a different feel going into the against the Vikings than it was going into Philly. Like Philly, it's just that team is so good, and even against Dallas, it's just you just feel like like you say, Chris, you're punching out of your weight class, you're punching up uh, against the Vikings. Look, I don't want to oversimplify it, but good pass rush, horrible secondary. Uh, weapons on offense, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson's probably the best receiver in the league, Dalvin Cook, but it's, it's still Kirk Cousins, right? It's, there's some things here where you think, you know what, we can, we can take these guys. And like you said, emotional win. Like, the Giants coming off an emotional win, too, but we still need the win, right? It, that's, that's, the, that's the big difference, right? Um, the Vikings still are playing for that two seed, uh, but it, it's a little different, right? And, and coming into this game, the, the Vikings are in, uh, like you said. But, um, yeah, it's just a... You know, it's a feeling of excitement. And what Chris said before, for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm sure all of you know because you're Giant fans and, you know, you guys are one of the smarter fan bases. Uh, if the Giants win, all they need is a, a commander's loss and uh, uh, Seattle loss and Lions. So two of those three, if two of those three things happen and the Giants win, uh, they're in. So <laughs> the commanders have the 49ers, uh, Seattle has the Chiefs, and I think the Lions have Carolina. So... Uh, for those of you who didn't know, that's that's the scenario that's remaining. But you know, Chris, not to oversimplify, but is, is that a what is your take on this Vikings team? Like, uh, other than they're not as good as their record, is it as simple as you know their secondary is weak, and that's where you can attack? Um, and on offense, it's you know, do you put the ball in, in, in the game in Kirk Cousins' hands? Like, where do you want to, where, where would you go if if you're coaching the Giants and going into this week? Yeah. What are you looking to do to them? Got to pressure. Got to pressure Cousins. You know he'll he'll throw he'll throw some bad balls on the pressure. He's only throwing like fifty five percent on the well under the with the blitz. Um, can't let him sit back in the pocket because he will kill you if you let him sit back in the pocket. And we all know the weapons he has. And forget about it. you know Justin Jefferson is probably the best. I I think he's the best receiver in football. Dave Mundt they'll basically agree with me this week that he is the best receiver in football. Uh, but you know you can't forget. Yeah, I think, other guys. What did Martindale say? He goes. Uh, Martindale goes, he's top two, and he's not number two. Yeah, and he's not number two, <laughs> you know, so um, he's phenomenal. I mean, he's, he's breaking all kinds of records um, his first three yeah. years in the league. But you got to remember something, too. All right. For people didn't know who he was, and they watched last Saturday's game, they got introduced to a guy like K.J. Osborne, who's a number three, and he's probably he would be the Giants' number yeah. one. All right. Yeah, um, light, you, yeah, you got guys like you got guys like Adam Thielen. You got, they got the tight end, Hawkinson, they traded for at the deadline. They got a ton of weapons, and not to mention one of the best running backs in the game, at Dalvin Cook. You know, yep. and and you look at you look at this offense. You know, they're going to give up some sacks. They'll give up some sacks. The interior of the offensive line gives up a lot of pressures, man. Uh, their tackles are pretty good. They got Darisol back, who's one of the he's playing one of the best in the league this year. They, he he was injured a few games. They got him back, and you know, but the interior of their offensive lines give up a lot of sacks and pressures. That's where the Giants with Leo Williams, Dex, those guys are going to have to get up get up in them. Uh, because Cousins, you know, under pressure, you don't know what Cousins is going to do. He will throw interceptions, Cousins. You know, um, he will throw some balls you could get. No question about it. We all know Cousins. And their cent- the center's out, right, Chris? Yeah, Bradbury's out. The center's out, got- right? Yeah, that's a big yeah. loss for them. That's a big loss for them, you know. But they like to, look, the Giants are not the best on the outside zone runs, the edge, stuff like that. And they like to do that. So that's going to be a key matchup in this game. They're, they're basically a zone running team with Cook. That's going to be a huge matchup. And pressure. You know, if Cousins has time to throw with the Giants secondary, those guys are going to shred him. Those guys are going to shred him. You could double up Jefferson, you know, and, and 
and then single up other guys. But the other guys you single up on, Thielen's, the Osborne's, they, they're going to hurt you. They could hurt you. So it's, it's going to be keys. That's going to be so many keys right there, you know, on the Giants defense, man. So, look, they average a lot of, like the eighth or third in the league, what the hell is points for? They average like 25 a game. They're going to get in the 20s most likely, especially at home. It's going to be whether or not the Giants can match it or get a couple of turnovers. Hey, look, defensive touchdown can't help. They got one last week. Uh, can't hurt. They got one last week, man. They they might have to need one. They might need one this week because the Giants' office just doesn't score in a high set twenties, you know. And and this is the thirty second ranked defense they're facing, but they faced other bad defenses this year. You say, oh, all right, this might be the week the Giants hit third, and they really didn't come near it. So you can't go in this game expecting the Giants. Okay, well we're gonna get thirty this week. We'll beat them thirty to twenty seven, because the Giants haven't shown that. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying they haven't shown that. So you can't really expect that. Yeah. Chris, do you think this is a good test for Thibodeau going against Darasol? Like, do you like that he's, you know, going up against a, a guy of that caliber? Uh, as what do you mean? As far as what? Uh, him? What do you mean? Is it well, just as a, you know, because he's, yeah, I mean, he's gotten better and better as the weeks have gone yeah. on, and now he's going up against one of the best left tackles in the league. That's all. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good test. He'll be lined up on the other side over O'Neal too at times. You know, uh, he's going to have to beat. You know, those two guys are pretty good. And he's going to have to, you know, like, you know, this isn't Charles Leno he's facing this week either, you know. So he's going to have to, you know, beat him one-on-one, you know. No no reason to doubt he could because Thibodeau's really coming on, you know. And obviously with Aziz on the other side, it's helping his game, no question about it. No question about it. So the yeah. Giants' edge rushes is set, bro. You know, guys like Jihad Ward, Taman Fox, they're losing snaps because Aziz and Thibodeau have just been so good. You're not going to give up snap, snaps to those two guys, you know. So that's going to be one of the keys, dude. They're going to have to get, you know, those two edge guys are going to have to get in that pocket on third and, you know, third and fives, third and sixes. And because if Cousins has time, um, he's going to he's going to do some damage. Because the Giants, look, they lost to McKinney and Dory. This is a big one, too, missing a Dory, you know. So you're asking for a lot for guys in like Fabian Moreau's and Nick McLeod's and all that stuff to cover for more than a few seconds. So it's going to be a difficult, difficult task. Uh, not One that's not, you know, achievable, but difficult task. But, you know, you, you did a column this week in The Insider on a Dynamic Duo, and I put out the cover last night because I just thought it was so cool. Um, but, you know, aside from their progression, like, I, I feel like the Giants have finally found, other than running the ball with Barkley, right? That, that's easy. That's kind of what we've determined all year, that that was the path to victory. I feel like the Giants now, with Thibodeau and Aziz, have another way to beat you now right on, on defense it was kind of hold tight hold tight stop them you know when they get inside the red zone stop them on fourth down or third down good high percentage but I, I just feel like it's more exciting now because we actually have guys who can add another element to 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 winning right and to yeah. this is how we can beat teams like the vikings that are a little better than us but there is something now else with this team that can help us so that's what i'm excited about yeah. and so that's why i asked you kind of about Thibodeau, like Z's coming back, and I, I just think it's it's so exciting to, that there's something else now that we can that can help us win. That's all. Yeah, man, edge rush having big time edge rushes in football is like having like a big time ba- home run hitter on your baseball team, man. It's like just gets you excited, like oh, you know, yeah. watching those two guys get the work, you know, and, and it's like wow, we got two guys get to the quarterback, you know, uh, because let's face it, Jerry, you know, the last few years the Giants haven't gotten to the quarterback, and even this year, no. basically the. 
well, the first half of the season, except for maybe the last four or five, they really didn't get to the quarterback either. But now you see since Aziz has been back and Thibodeau's taking his game to another level, now it's like you expect three sacks a game. You know, you expect numerous pressures. Okay, you know what? On top of that, we got a defensive, you know, Thibodeau's a strip sack picking it up and, and, and diving in the end zone for a touchdown. Now we're getting that. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and as that moves along, you know, what happens is with that, now you start getting some interceptions on the back end. Because the pressure's in the pocket, you know, and you got guys, right. you get guys like, you know, maybe a Fabian, maybe a McLeod, maybe a Dory when he gets back, getting a few picks because of the pressure up front. That's what it does for you, man. It's, it's, it, it excites a fan base when you have guys get to the quarterback. No question about it, man. Look at the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles are getting like six sacks a game. If you don't think their fans are sitting there drooling every time an opposing quarterback drops back in the pocket, man, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it pumps energy into you, man, as opposed to, you know, watching a quarterback sit in the pocket, look left, go through his progressions. Oh, let me look right, left, left. You know what I mean? I mean, and you get frustrated, man. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. But now you're starting to see that, you know, with Aziz and Deck. Obviously, Deck has been doing it from day one, but now he's got some help, you know, with Thibodeau and Aziz. Yeah. And you sit back and you go, okay, well, it's third and six for Cousins. And, you, and you're sitting there watching going, okay, here come the boys. You know what I mean? So it, it does. Right. It pumps energy right. into the fan right. base. No question about it, man. Yeah, and, and the, the sacks before, like Dexter Lawrence having a, a great year, but when a sack occurred before you were, it was almost, it was completely unexpected. Like, oh my God, we got a sack. It was, now it's, all right, who's going to get there? Is, is somebody going to get there this time? And you got that, that, that fab four up front now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's so much more exciting, but it's, if we are to beat teams like that, like we finally have something else to do it other than, man, I hope Barkley gets, you know, 180 combined this week, and we're screwed. <laughs> now it's at least something else that can happen, you know? Um, so th- that's that's part of it as well. Um, by the way, I got to mention, dude, yeah. um, not to embarrass you, but great interview with Jihad Ward and the Insider this week. Guys, if you're not subscribing, uh, you know, not to be corny, but this is what you're missing out on. Um, talked about his life, talked about – and I'm only saying that because we're talking about edge rushers – but he talked about his life growing up, uh, what he went through. Uh, talk about an easy guy to root for. Um, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because we rarely talk about articles here in depth. Um, we just say, look, subscribe, and you'll get it, and you'll be happy with the insider, we think. But, um, you know, Chris sat down with, with Jihad Ward, and I just yeah. – I, I read it and was like, dude, this is awesome. Um, great job well, by you, buddy. Thanks, That's man. Just yeah, know, folks, subscribe, man. If you, you know, if you want to read about this stuff, stuff subscribe. You know, me and Jerry think it's – it's worth it, you know. Um, we a lot of people do subscribe. They give us feedback all the time. Hey guys, great paper and stuff like that. We, we appreciate it, man. You know. Um, yeah. Getting back, yeah. you know. So, you know, it, whoever does subscribe, I know a lot of people listen to this podcast. Fortunately for us, and hey, give it a shot, man. See if you like it. So that's all we could say, yeah. and and you could read about interviews like that. Because I'm in the locker room. You know, we're back in the locker room this year. And, and this is the advantage of being in a locker room. You sit there with a guy, and you hate your Hattie, or he likes to be called Hattie. You're like, Hattie, you got a few minutes, and we, we talk, you know. And, and uh, I tell you, dude, since you you know you brought up that interview, and, and it's it's going to be the next issue of the <clears throat> Insider. Jihad is a very um, he's a very outgoing guy, right, Jerry? He's a funny dude. He's always loud. Yes. Um, yeah. He walks around with a big radio. It reminds me of Radio Raheem from the movie Do the Right Thing. And, and, and uh, if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, folks, it's from the Spike Lee movie Do the Right Thing. There was a guy in that movie that had a big radio box, he used to go, which was popular back in the 80s. <laughs> so, anyway, that's, he has yeah, that. You know, he likes, box, he yeah, likes yeah. to pump the yep. music, Jihad. And, 
But it's it's so interesting, dude, because you get this guy, he's like a real extrovert, and he's always pretty loud, he's always yelling, he's on the field, you see how he is on the field, you know, he's very demonstrative, oh, he's jumping up and down, he's pumping guys up. And then I sat, you know, I sat with him for like 10 minutes, we were talking, and he was a totally different guy, man. I don't mean in a bad way, he was just like, you know, he was just quiet, talking about, you you know, I knew his brother... Uh, was killed, and I I went over to him and I, you know, and I started saying about you know, yo Hattie, I'm I'm sorry about your brother, bro. You know, and I heard about it, you know, and this and that, and, we, and he started talking to me about his brother and his other brothers and his mom back in North Philly, as she's still there, and he's from North Philly, and, and some of the stuff he went through, and, and it was pretty cool stuff, bro. Because you know what, you know, not everybody has a golden spoon up there, you know what, bro. There's a lot of inner city yeah. kids, man, that go that went through a lot to make it to this level. Okay? Yeah. And, you know, um, so it was it was pretty cool talking to him about that. And um I gotta be honest with you, dude. He, you know, he, even at the end, I didn't put this in a in the uh, interview in the column, Jerry, but um even at the end, you know, he was pretty getting mo- pretty emotional when we talk about it, you know, his brothers and his brother and stuff like that. And I told him, I said, I said, yo, yo, Hattie, come here, I wanna tell you something. He's like, and he's like, Yo, what's up, Chris? And I was like, Yo, man, I just want to let you know I'm proud of you, bro. Making the shit. Look what you've done with your life, bro. And he got emotional. He was like, yeah. yo, man, thank you. He was like, I appreciate that, man. You know, not many people told me that. You know, I was like, dude. <laughs> I said, you know, a lot of other people, you know, are walking around with pads and notebooks. They've never been in, in a city. They don't know what the hell you're even talking right. about. Okay? Well, right, 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 know, right. in a lot of ways, Jerry, you know what I'm talking about. I do know what he's talking about. So, um, hey, dude, to make it out, you know. And um, being an NFL, very good NFL player, high draft pick and all that, dude, it's an accomplishment. Huh? And, you know, and it was pretty cool talking to us, you know, because Jihad, you would never think of Jerry, uh, Jerry because he's a very, in a locker room, he's walking out, hey, yo, what? He's yelling this and that. But then you get him more. Uh, every, every TikTok yeah. that comes out, he's right. on it he, dancing. He, lo- so, you know, he, yeah, just loves, yeah. he just loves living, bro. He loves what he's doing, loves being yeah. a giant. I think, you know, I mentioned that in, the, you know, and all that. So it was pretty cool stuff. I think people, you know, uh, subscribe, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to act like some subscription, you know, you know, no, no, I'm just saying folks, because, you know, for people who yeah. get it, they know what I'm talking about. Uh, and if you don't get the paper, you know, give it a shot, man. That's all I can say, dude. Yeah. I, I thought it was good enough to bring up, dude. And, and to be honest, like I like Jihad Ward. I think I like what he's added this year. I hope they re-sign him next year. But when you read that, like, it's like you root for that guy harder. You're like, oh man, like. <laughs> What he went through. I just thought it was a great piece, Chris. Nice job by you. And he's big uh, in the locker room, Jerry. You know, just... you got a little taste of that yeah. from the interview. Yeah. He's big. Like, he, you know, he's five years, six years in the league, whatever he is now. And he calms these young yeah. guys down. You know, he looks out for some of these young guys. He's like, been with a million teams, too, you know, dude. He's been with, like, five teams or yeah, something. You know, he calms guys like Thibodeau down. Like, you know, uh, you know, he he, he shows them what's up even off the field. Like, yo, be careful of this. Be careful of that. I've been through it. You know what I mean? Dude, it's, guys, like that are, yeah, guys like that are so important in the locker room. You know, they really are. And this yeah, is a young, totally. you know, Jerry, yeah. basically the Giants are a pretty young team. You know, not many guys have been in the playoffs, bro. No, not many guys have been yeah. in this situation. You know, guys like Barkley, Love, Dexter, Leo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Leo. Poor Leo. I mean, they haven't even yeah. been, they haven't even sniffed. Them. Leo sniffed one year with the Jets. Of course, they choked at the end. They didn't make it in. But, you know, even guys like Leo, you know, guys like, you know, Jihad Ward come from, you know, Baltimore organization. They, you know, you step in the door. When you step in the doors with the Ravens organization, all you expect is to win and be in the playoffs. It's, it's different here right. with the Giants, bro. Right. So now they're getting a taste of that and they're real close. 
you know, and Jihad Ward's the type of guy, you all right, calm it down, you know, one at a time, this and that, and all that. So guys like that are so important in the locker room, Jerry. They're so important, bro. Yeah. Yeah, well said, buddy. All right, guys, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bizignano and Jerry Foley. Hang on one second. And we are back, folks. You are listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Jerry Foley and Chris. Nobody beats the biz. Bizignano. Um, I guess this is a, this is a loaded question because I, I think I know what you're going to say, but what worries you most uh, this week against the Vikings, bud? Oh, it's Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook, you know, and their offense. I, I just think that, you know, it's going to be tough to hold them. Look, the, with the Giants offense, you figure you got to hold the Vikes to less than 24 points. And I just think that's going to be a difficult task. You know, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, because the Giants just don't score more than 20 points, 23 points, you know. And this is a type of game you're probably going to have to get to 30 or 27. Um, so I just uh, – once again, turnovers is going to be key and getting pressure and getting some sacks. But, you know, Dalvin Cook is a guy you – know, he could take it to the house every time he touches the ball, you know. So that yeah. is just a difficult yeah. – you know, you look at last week, well, they don't have a guy – you know, they didn't have a home run. Brian Robinson's good, Washington, but he's not a home run hitter. You know, Dalvin Cook, not only is he a power back, he's a home run hitter on top of it. You know, and then if you yeah, try, you yeah. can't just focus on him because they have guys like Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, you know, and KJ Osborne running around out there in the secondary. So it's a difficult test. But we have to get them is like, look, the Colts scored 33 points and lost, but they scored 33 points. The, the, the Vikings had to come back, you know, from, look at the Bills game. I and mean, the Bills scored 33 early in the year, but they, they blew, you know, late, late. So, but the, and the Giants don't have offenses like that, man. I mean, I'm forget about the Colts. I'm talking about guys like the Lions early in the year, the Bills. The, where yeah. they're going to score 30, you know, and then hope, you know, at the defense. But that's what's such a difficult task here, you know. But look, they're going to. Yeah, and the thing with the Colts is, yeah, well, I was going to say one one was defensive, one was special teams. So it's like, yeah. it, even if their offense did put up that much, it's like, wow, their defense still can't yeah. hold them. That's probably something the Giants are going to need. You know, maybe, you know, I don't really expect special teams, but, you know, defensive touchdown, maybe a pick six, something like that. And Daniel, look, Daniel's going to have some opportunities. Um, because their secondary is not good. Peterson's not playing that bad. I, I thought he was finished for sure, but he's actually playing pretty decent. But the rest of the secondary can't cover anybody. Yeah. Their linebackers can't cover anybody. Saquon could really match up on these guys, you know. But then if they start getting pressures and they start blasting Daniel, you know, now you got to keep Saquon back and stuff like that. So uh, that's all, you know, all all things the Giants they could do offensively. I, I you know, Saquon could run on these guys. You know, he could definitely receive. You know, I think Hodgins and Slayton could. And Bellinger, you know, um, could do some things on these guys. But, Jerry, look, the Giants are just not an offense. You look at it and go, okay, this is the week they're going to get 30. This is the week they can get 27. Right. Even though they're right. playing a defense right. where they should get 30 or 27. Just don't see it. That's, that's going to be, you know, the big challenge for these guys. Yeah, it's it's because of the, the the their inability to keep Daniel clean this week. I, I think this week. I, that's what I think is going to happen. It's There'll be some chances, like you said, but – yeah, they, good, they have a good pass rush. I think they have the most quarterback hits in the league, I read. Um, and like you said, their secondary is not good. But if he doesn't have time to, to throw, you're going to have to leave one of your best weapons in to, to help pass protect. And we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you, dude. Um, I'm worried like hell about Jefferson um, and, and Cook. Like, I almost feel like just stop one of them and then take your chances with the other. Like, it, it just take away, take away the run. I know it's easier said than done. But do everything you can to take Cook away. And then if Jefferson beats Fabian Moreau and McLeod, it's like, well, yeah, that was going to happen, right? I mean, 
we can't. I wouldn't expect the Dory Jackson to shut him out. I'd expect him to maybe try and contain him. But you know, if, if he if he had hundred yards on a Dory Jackson, I'd be like, well, yeah, that's what Justice Jefferson does to everybody. Um, <laughs> so that's the approach, the very simplistic approach, I guess I would take. But easier said than done, dude. You can't just stop these guys. Their, their offense is good. Like, like be... I said, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, okay, finish, finish up. No, if, if the way to the path to victory, if, if from a defensive side of the ball, is to just pressure Kirk Cousins and and force him into mistakes. Because I'm still, I will never be a believer in Kirk Cousins. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of people are. <laughs> no matter what yeah. kind of numbers he puts up, you know. But um, you know, he's he's maddening Cousins. You know, he'll have a bad half or whatever, and then all of a sudden he'll throw 400 yards like he did last week. You know, he's just a maddening type guy. You know, but um, yeah. Look, it'd be interesting to see what Wink does. He played a lot of zone last week against Washington. Um, I expect him to mix it up, play a, you know a lot a lot of zone again this week, and I expect him to do basically what he did against Terry McLaurin last week in, in, a, in a lot of situations, a lot of key situations where he just doubles up on Jefferson and goes single on the other guys, you know. So I let you know, don't let Jefferson beat you. You know that's what yeah. I expect. But it's still difficult too because they got Hawkinson now, and Hawkinson's a real good receiving tight end too, man. So they got a lot of weapons, bro. They got a lot of weapons, um, and we'll see how Wink and the defense. I tell you what, Jerry, if the defense holds these guys less than twenty-four points, it'd be quite an accomplishment. It'd be amazing, you know, on yeah, his fast I turf indoors. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it'd be quite an accomplishment. It really will. So, an offense. Hey, look, is the game is the game plan going to be let's let's run it down your throat, try to keep this offense off the field? We'll see. You yeah. know, we'll see. Barkley's healthy, um, bro. You know, Barkley feels really good. You know, and um, yeah. He he finished strong against Washington, you know, with the, with those chunk runs, and he looked like he drank about fifty of those uh, Red Bulls. You know, he was like really pumped up that last drive, man. You know, um, yeah, he's gonna have to do that again this week. He he could do it. You know, he you know he could he, he could do it against these guys. You know, yeah. And even with old da- even with old friend Dalvin Thomason back, you know, he's back in back in the fold there, Dalvin. Oh, we always like Dalvin, man. You know, he's always a good dude, always a good player. Hated to see him go. Yep. Uh, he's been back a few games. He was injured early in the year. He's been back for a while. And he's made a little bit of a difference in that run game. No question about it since he's been back. He's a good player, Dalvin. Yeah, we liked him. We wanted we wanted to, to keep him, uh, but understood why mm-hmm. he left and how much they paid him. But uh, we always loved yep. Dalvin Tom- Tomlinson. Um, you brought up Barkley. Uh, Giants have two pro bowlers. Um, were you surprised yeah. that there weren't more? Or did you think, nah, Andrew Thomas probably mm-hmm. needs one more year of dominance before he gets recognized? <laughs> What I was surprised about with Andrew Thomas was that he was like a third alternate. Yeah. Oh, was he a second alternate, Jerry? A third? I forget. I think it was a third. Was he a third? No, second alternate, right? You put it in your column. I forget. I think it's second. I think Thibodeau Damn. was what third or fourth. Thibodeau was fourth, and Feliciano and Graham was second. I think Thomas was third, right? And then now Feliciano and Thomas were third, right? I'll look. I'm it, really I'll look you put it in your you put it in your news yeah. And notes. Yeah. So. um I was surprised. Look, I thought he had a very good chance of being a Pro Bowler. Um, so sorry. Make it so all- Graham Gano was second alternate. Andrew right. Thomas and Feliciano were third. Thibodeau's fourth. Right, right, right. That's what surprised me more than anything. Yeah. Um, was I surprised he didn't make the Pro Bowl? Yeah, a little bit. I thought he might make it over. I thought he might make it over uh, Tristan Wirtz this year. Yeah. Wirtz has been good, but he's been banged up. I thought maybe Andrew is having a little better year than him. Mm. So that was a little surprise. And it definitely was a surprise that he was a third alternate. That that yeah. definitely surprised me. But it's you know you know the way this works where 
you know, it's you have to do it a couple of years, a name yeah. recognition, all that stuff. Dude. Yeah. You know how this Pro Bowl, uh, you know, works. We'll see when you, you know, we'll see when the All Pro comes out as far as if he has a shot at second team All Pro or something like that. You know, we'll see. But yeah, um, yeah, that was uh, actually Feliciano surprised me that he was even a third alternate. Oh, stunned, stunning when I saw that. I was yeah. surprised by that. Yeah, I was yeah. surprised. I wasn't surprised by Graham. Get out. No. Um, Thibodeau, you know, no. Uh, but Thomas, as a third alternate, was a surprise. Feliciano making it <laughs> as a third alternate Shocking. was Shocking. a little bit of a surprise for yeah. me. But Barkley, well-deserved. I, I think, you know, we've been talking about Dexter Lawrence all year. He's having a Pro Bowl season, um, and he made it as a reserve, well-deserved for Dex. Um, getting some recognition because he, he deserves it. He's had, a, he's had a very, very good year on the inside. Um, one more thing before we get to questions, totally not Giants related, but wanted to bring up uh, the unfortunate passing of Franco Harris, the great Franco Harris, way too young, 72 years old. Um, it's funny, Chris, when I started watching football, I remember him as the guy who may have surpassed Jim Brown. Uh, I didn't see the, the immaculate reception. Um, I don't know, did you watch that play live? I'm just curious, man. Yeah, yeah I was, dude, I remember that play like it was, yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. I, remember, I remember specifically being in my grandmother's basement. And and I it was like everybody just started yelling like they couldn't believe it and and I was a little kid man and I was like what the hell? you know I, I really didn't know what the hell was even going on all I, all I remember was everybody going crazy not my family I'm talking about as far as the crowd yeah and everybody in my family going well did you see that that can't be a catch oh I can't believe that you know it was, <laughs> it was Jerry it was one of the one of the plays that got me hooked on this sport I have to yeah. be honest with yeah. you bro between yeah. that. Then watching the next season, um, the Raider Steeler rivalries in the seventies, throwing the Cowboys and the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, the Giants sucked, you know, um, <laughs> uh, as we all know. Um, and I started going to season tickets. I think back in seventy seven. I think we started going to seventy six. I think anyway. Um, Did you see the miracle? You saw the miracle of the Meadowlands. So it was seventy six. Yeah. Miracle Maryland's was, I think that was 78. Oh, no, 78. I'm sorry, 78. My bad, my bad. Uh, I mean, with Herm Edwards. With Herm Edwards. Yeah, my yeah, bad. That was 78. 78. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was 78. Um, but that was one of the plays, dude. Yeah. That I didn't even understand what the hell, basically what the hell was even going on. All I remember was yeah. family members going, holy crap, did you see that? And the Steeler fans going crazy, Franco, and the Raiders going ballistic. Yeah. Um. And Jerry, you know, Franco, it's amazing, dude, because the, today is the anniversary of the 50-year yeah. yeah. anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Yep. And they were going to, you know, they're retiring Franco's number, and he just dies, man. Like, suddenly. Crazy. Yeah. It was shot. I mean, I just couldn't believe it, because I knew the guy wasn't sick or anything like that. The guy was talking on radio shows the other day yeah. about this weekend. And, dude, you know, when I, when I look at Franco, obviously I was... Not a Steeler fan, um, but I look at them and I think about childhood. You know, I think like this is one of the guys that got me yeah. obsessed with this sport, with him, the Steelers, the Raiders, those rivalries, fierce rivalries. Just you know, got you hooked. It got you hooked in this sport. And although the Giants did their best back in the seventies to get me unhooked in this sport <laughs> and make me, you know. Give up on it. Um, honestly, Jerry, the Giants were so bad, as you know, dude. Back in the 70s, you, well, you were a little younger, but you know, you know the history. Yeah. 
Sure. There was so bad that there was so many Sundays, Jerry, right? That made you want to just give up on a sport. You know what? I mean, I'll just follow baseball because the Red Sox yeah. were good in the 70s. You know, I'll follow baseball and I'll follow hockey, which I'm always a big hockey fan, you know. Um, but the Raiders, Steelers, Franco, Jack Tatum's, dude, they kept you hooked. Yeah. Made you obsessed with the sport. And people who were around, you know, back in the city, they know what I'm talking about because those those games were unbelievable. Uh, just unbelievable, dude, you know? And yeah. then the Giants started getting better in the 80s, thank God, you know, in the, in the early 80s, 81, 84, and Banks, and those Lawrence Taylor and those guys got drafted. But, dude, those guys were the reason why um, I became obsessed with this sport. They were the reason, not the Giants. The, I was a Giants fan, Jerry, but there were so many games... And so many, you know, so many things are you like, oh, I give up on this damn sport. Oh, my God. I can't watch. You know, I can't. We're getting killed every week. This yeah. sucks. You know, as a yeah. 10-year-old kid, 11-year-old kid, you're like, this is boring. And, and look, and here's the bottom line. You know, Northeast people, so many people that became Dolphin fans and Raider yep. fans and Steeler fans. And because they were the only teams that were on TV a lot because there was, there was nothing like today, you know. Mm-hmm. And they were winning teams. And, and yep. there were so many young kids in the New York area, Jersey area. Like, when you're a young kid, you want to, oh, I want to see a winner. I don't know. The Giants suck. The Jets were, you know. And yeah. it's like, oh, let me hook on to this team. You know, so let me hook on to the Cowboys. Let me hook on to the Steelers. Let me hook on to the freaking uh, Raiders. You know, yeah. my cousin, you know, my I had a cousin, you know, he, he was, you know, from Brooklyn like me. And, and then, you know, then he moved over to Jersey. Raider fan because he fell in love with Stable and he fell in love with Jack Tatum and he fell in love with those. That's what happened. That's why there's so many. And then, you know, they become fathers and then the kids, and then they tell their kids, oh, yeah, I'm a Raider fan, you know? And the kids yep. are like, oh, I'm a Steeler fan, you know? Yep. It, you know, but that, that was the era of football. Franco, unbelievable, Jerry, when I saw that. Yeah. And, it, you know, a couple of days before they're going to retire his number. So, yeah. And then, you know, the NFL set up the Raiders Steelers Christmas Eve for the Immaculate Reception. They played each other this year. And just, just sad, bro, because Franco was good, bro. Franco, Jerry, he was smart. He had great feet. He was power. Um, well, you put, out a, great, out, you put out a great tweet. You, you put out a great tweet yesterday. You showed he was pass protecting on that play and took yeah. off yeah. once Bradshaw threw that. I never noticed that before. That was yeah. good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he max protected. Um, and what I didn't know, Jerry, I knew he took off. Right? I knew he took off yeah. because he peeks over his right shoulder and he wanted to catch a pass in a flat. And trying to, but Bradshaw throws it, and he sees Bradshaw throwing it. What I didn't know until the other day was, is that he was taught at Penn State by Joe Paterno: you f- chase the ball. When a ball goes down, go after it. And so he saw Bradshaw. He rolls out to the flat, starts going down, and Br- he sees Bradshaw wing it down the field, and he just chases it. You know, he goes, and then he, he we know the rest. You know, yep. Yeah. And, and you know, my boy Jack Tatum, who I loved when I was. <laughs> He had the big hit. A lot of people don't. A lot of people forget Tatum had the big hit. Why, Jerry? Because Tatum changes number thirty-two. A couple yes, of years later. yes, that's exactly it. Yep. Yeah, he changes number to thirty-two. Tatum a couple years yeah. later. Yeah. Um, and that game he was thirty-one. Yep. But Tatum, I mean, I knew man. I I, I could tell Tatum's body language like, geez, I'm fifty-six. I could tell his body language like. Like it happened yesterday. You could just tell the way Tatum hit him. That was all Jack Tatum, the way he used to hit with that shoulder. And yeah. uh, just an unbelievable play. Listen, probably the greatest play, Jerry, in the history of the league. You know, I think yeah. it was voted the greatest play. Yeah. You know, you could argue at that point. I get it. You know, yeah, you right. know and all that stuff. Yeah. But, dude, um, 
that put the league on the map. Yeah. One of the plays that put the league on the map. And that rivalry yeah. put the league on the map. And um, shit, it was sad, dude. Sad. You know, I'm not a Steeler fan, Jerry. You're not a Steeler fan, but that doesn't mean you can't look back and go, holy crap, man. Well, that's devastating yeah. news because Franco was yeah. a class act, dude. Hey, Jerry, I got to tell you the story quickly. I put it on Twitter. Yeah. Right? So I'm at a football signing years ago. You know, um, and who was going to be there? One of the reasons why I went, because Jack Tatum was going to be there, you know. And Jack Tatum was always one of, one of my favorite guys, players growing up, you know, in the 70s. Jack Tatum was one ferocious dude, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and the Raiders were always known for the Renegades, the, you know, the Outlaws. But let me tell you something. The Steelers were no angels either. They had about four or five guys that would take your head off in a second. Tatum, uh, excuse me, Lambert being one of them. So I'm at this show, Jerry, and I meet Jack Tatum. I'm like, holy crap, dude, Jack Tatum in front of me, you know. And I had his jersey, Jerry. You know, I said, you know, Mr. Tatum, you know, I said, listen, you know, um, loved you, man. You, you, you know what football is all about, you know. And he's laughing. He goes, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, he goes, how old are you? And I said, at the time, Jerry, I was like 42, 43, something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, I'm 42. I said, I saw you play, Jerry. Oh, yeah, you saw me play. He goes, uh, we kicked the Rangers. All right, he starts going on. You know, he starts getting into it. So I go, I, I said, I said, Jack, can I ask you something? I said, you know. Were all you guys as mean as you, as you played off the field? I mean, what kind of guy? He goes, well, we all had a chip in us. We're all pretty mean. He goes, except for Franco. He goes, except for Harris. He goes, he was always a nice He's too nice to be mean. He goes, he was always a nice guy like that. Yeah, Even cool. on the field, we used to tell him, tough it up, Franco. Be mean. And he goes, nice. but he was just such a, he was always a gentleman, you know, like that. Yeah. And then you see what happened. And, you know, people talk about, since his passing, about Franco dying and what a gentleman he was. I mean, you know, every time you saw the guy was a class act. Well, sad. Sad. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. Look, I know it's a Giants podcast, but, you know, it is the NFL yeah. and all that stuff. Sure. So it was uh, unbelievable. So, couple, couple things to mention real quick. One, um, like you said, my wife's all family are Raider fans because of Jack Tatum, basically. Um, and they, you know, they're on TV. Every day. <laughs> there you go. Now you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. My sister's husband and um, his daughter are Vikings fans because of Fran Tarkenton and and, and the, the Purple People Eaters. So, like you said, like people from this yeah. area, yeah. Uh, you know, and then they, they pass it on to their kids. So then you have generations of Raiders, Dallas, Miami. Uh, but real quick, I had a, a Giants fan, good friend of mine, a little older than me, but closer to your age. I don't mean it. I'm not trying to be funny here. But he saw those games. He watched those That's games right. in the 70s. <laughs> it's true. I, I was born in 74, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So I'm born in 74. Right. My buddy used to think that the Giants, Jets, and Eagles were in the minor leagues. He did not think they were in the same <laughs> league as the other teams. Yeah. So when he found out, he blew his mind because they were so bad. So, <laughs> That's funny, Jerry. If that doesn't I, sum it up. Well, I never heard that one before. Yeah. I, I've never heard that as far as thinking you're in the minors, but I definitely get what the hell he's talking about. Trust me, that's what we felt like. That's what we yep. felt like. Yeah, you know, good stuff. And and, yeah. and, and dude, I'm gonna be honest with you, Jay. I'm gonna admit something. Yeah, I was real close a few times. I'm sure to saying, you know what? I'm jumping on the cowboy. I'm jumping on on the steel yeah. on the Raider bandwagon. I really was. I really right. was. You know, but I didn't. Probably because yeah. of my father. I didn't. You know, right? <laughs> if oh, my father I, I, I wasn't around, every, I would I imagine every kid did that. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> so good stuff. Good, good stuff man but uh giants vikings bro um hey uh cl- you know we'll get into the prediction in a few minutes um uh, yeah close game they're in the, they're in their weight class they might they yeah. might have more of a talented roster the vikings but they're still in the giants weight class you know yep. giants could do this and and it's incredible that here we are um going to be december 31st and the giants could clinch a playoff spot because if they get out of minnesota with a win there's a very, very good chance they're going to clinch the playoff spot by the end of the day. I couldn't agree more. Um, all right, guys, we're going to take one more break and come back with some questions and our predictions for this week. 
Hang on one second. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bizignano and Jerry Foley. Hang on. And we're back, folks. You are listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Jerry Foley and Chris. Nobody beats the biz. Bizignano. All right. I uh, sent out the, the tweet last night. Got a bunch of uh, response, a bunch of questions this morning. Uh, I will, we'll get through a few of these and then we'll do our predictions. Um, here we go. We will start off with Kyle Johnson. First one up. And it's, it's literally the first one on the list. Kyle, um, how many years are you given Jones and Lawrence in a contract? Uh, we talked about Jones. Lawrence, Chris, um, you, you're going to give him, what, what would you do? A four or five year deal for him? Dexter? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd give him a four. Yeah, you want that big interior guy locked up. I'll give him a four. He's, you know, he's coming back next year on a 50-year option, but I would try to lock him up with a four-year deal. There's a guy you, there's a guy you want to build him out to, a second-year second year contract. You know, Jerry? Yep. And Could Kyle Johnson, more? who asked that, Kyle? Yeah. All right, Kyle. So, Kyle, I'm going to tell you this. You know when you have, you know, I'm sure you know a bunch of Met fans, Kyle, because I know Kyle's a diehard Yankee fan. I know you have a bunch of Mets fans, Kyle, and I want you to tell. I want you to look them in the eye, and when you see these Mets fans who are all of a sudden very quiet, okay, I want you to go, "Hey, do you remember back years ago when you used to say my team bought championships and my team did yeah, this and we bought this and we bought this player? How about you guys now? Yeah. How about you guys? So, Kyle, when you see and Jerry, that goes for you too, bro, because you're a Yankee fan. Hey, Kyle, yeah. when you see your Mets fans fr- friends, go. Hey, look who's trying to buy a championship now. Now, all of a sudden, you're real quiet, huh? Now, nobody's going around saying, oh, boy, man, we're just trying to buy a championship here. Oh, now, all of a sudden, it's, oh, this is great. It's okay. But, and I'm not a Yankee fan. I'm a Red Sox fan, Jimmy. You know that, bro. But I, I, I just, I laugh, Kyle, right? And Kyle, get your Mets fans and go, hey, what, what, what's this now? You trying to buy a championship? Huh? Yep. Because yep. all of a sudden, Mets fans are very quiet now. Now, now they're not going out saying anything about Yankees anymore. And now it's not like, you know, because all those years it was like, oh, Yankees just buy championships. Yankees just buy championships. Well, guess what? You, that's what you, exactly what your owner's doing now. So you met yeah. Yankee fans out there, that includes you, Foley. That includes you, Foley. I'm sure you have Mets fans that are friends that are Mets fans. I've already, yeah. I've already destroyed a few of my friends that are Mets fans. And they're very quiet now all of a sudden. Okay? Yeah. And Kyle, you do the same damn thing, bro. Well, I used to laugh because I would tell Mets fans, like, stop acting like you, you play in Kentucky, first off. You, you're in Queens, guys. It's still, it's New York, okay? But that's why I said it. The first thing I said was, guys, you, you know, you can't say that. You can't say we buy it anymore. But to my buddy, one friend's credit, uh, my buddy Pat, he said, I hate this. This is, we, we can't, we can't use it. He said it. We cannot use the argument against the Yankees anymore because we're doing the same damn thing. So to his credit... Good Can't job, Pat. Use it anymore, brother. Right. Everybody else, it's like, what? What? No, this is what, you know, what? What? We're, what? What? Nothing to see here. It's like, guys, you're not the small market team anymore. And you never really were. Now you got an owner who's going to spend, though. That's all. So, good stuff, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, spend a ridiculous amount. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rob Cosis. I'm just, oh, I'm, listen, he. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, he's playing within the rules, but just don't say anything about Yankees or Red Sox or Dodgers or anything like that anymore. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Rob Cosis. What's on the menu for Christmas dinner for both of you and your families? Prime rib roast here. Any traditions? Great to have football back on the holiday. Merry Christmas to both you and your families. Have a safe one. Hashtag the phone crew. Rob, uh, go to my in-laws for Christmas. Christmas Eve, that is. Um, I will be late tomorrow because the Giants are on. That's just a known fact in my life. 
everybody waits till the Giants game is over. Um, and it's uh, my mother-in-law is Polish slash Slavish, so we have pierogies on Christmas Eve. I think I've discussed this before. So there you have it. Hmm. They're delicious. Yeah, Mer- Merry Christmas, Rob. Uh, 2022. Oh, okay, this is a good one. This is a good one. Uh, Pharrell Walsh, Merry Christmas, fellas. Do you see a long-term quality starter coming from the 2022 draft outside of Thibodeau, Neil, and Robinson? I'll hang up and listen. Uh, for me, it would be Zudu if he was healthy, but I don't know what's going on yeah. with, with the neck. But it would be him, I, I believe. Yeah, yeah uh, I could see him being at a guard in the future. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, look, it, it's not career-threatening. Looks like it's going to knock him out the rest of the year, though, Zudu. Um, he's got something going on, probably with a disc. I don't, I don't know that for sure, but usually when you hear neck and it's long-term, it's probably something to do with the disc back there. Um, but the Giants said this week it's not career threatening. They expect him back next year. So um, yeah, I can see Joshua having a shot, having a chance of being a guard here for, for a while. He's did, he did a lot of good things when he played. You know, he did a lot of good things. Yep. A lot of other things he has to clean up on, but definitely showed potential. No question about it. Um, Vin Scam, how the hell do we cover Justin Jefferson? I just thought it was funny I'd read it. Adriana Iafola, can you make us feel better about Moreau covering Jefferson? Because I think he's going to get absolutely torched. Hashtag buffoon crew. I cannot know. <laughs> Adriana. Adriana with that negative attitude on Christmas. Giants, what the hell is that about? He's going to get toasted. Well, if he's man up on Jefferson, yeah, I agree with you, Adriana. I expect a lot of bracketing going on with JJ, though. I don't think they're going to leave him. You know, he'll seem a little man at times. Um, he's also going to be the other side of the field. J.J. moves around. They put him in a slot. They move him on the outside. So he's not going to be on one side of the field. Um, you know, Donnie Holmes is going to get his taste of him. Um, McLeod's going to get his taste of him. Obviously, Fabian's going to get his his share of him. And they're going to have to decide, you know, they're going to bracket up over him and stuff like that. So we'll see how Wink plays it. Uh, bleeding Blue Buffoon, who's more superstitious, Dabes or Jerry? Also, with Jones playing the way he's been playing and the receivers gaining some momentum, do you see Kafka airing it out a bit more? Hashtag giant, best Giants pod. Hashtag Merry Christmas. Hashtag you filthy animals. Um, well, we talked about airing it out before that the, the issue is going to be if they can protect him. Who's more superstitious? I don't know how superstitious Dave's is. Um, I'm, a, I'm ridiculously superstitious. I, I know what I wore last week for the game. I know where I watched the game and what part of the house. So I'm going to do the exact same thing uh, this week. And if it fails, I'm going to change it up the next week. Um, I don't even, I mean, even things I think during the game, like, did I think that last week and how did I rue? I am a mental idiot with this stuff. So I would imagine me, I don't know how superstitious Dable is though, Chris, no idea. Well, he said, he said he is, he says he is a little bit. So it looks like he's going to, he's going to keep that beard. Yeah, but I don't know what he, I don't know what he does. You know what I mean? So. Oh, as far as other stuff that I don't know, but you know, he talked about keeping the beard off. So I guess he has a little, you know, he, I guess he is superstitious in in ways, you know? He kind of admitted to that. He kind of admitted to that this week. Yeah. That's um, far as what he does in the office. The same thing. I don't know. Maybe he is. You know, I'm sure he is in a lot of ways. If he if he admitted to the beard, I'm sure he does uh, superstitious and a lot of other things. So, uh, optimistic and excited Giants fan. After watching Zach Wilson, how grateful should Giants fans be for Daniel? MF Dimes, <laughs> hashtag buffoon crew, hashtag together blue. I, I listen, the Jets have issues, one of them. but yes, I, I'll tell you what, Jet, fan, Jet, Jet fans, Jet fans are actually saying to me, 
man, I would love to have Daniel Jones on this team. So that that answers the question yep. right there, bud. Um, all right, we'll try one more. Uh, Jamie Busold. We'll go to this one. We'll go to mem- down memory lane. Favorite Giants game, excluding the Super Bowls. Mine is the 1990 NFC Championship game. You guys are the best. Hashtag buffoon crew. I would say for me, there's another Christmas Eve game. Um, mm. What? Yeah. 2011. So 11 years ago. That was my favorite. I'll say this. This is my favorite non-playoff, non-Super Bowl game. That game, I mean, uh, beating Rex Ryan after him <laughs> talking all week, for me, that was the absolute best for me. What was it, non-Super Bowl, Jerry? Yeah, he said non-Super Bowl. Yeah, so it could be playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll, stu- I'll probably still go to go with that 86 championship game against the I Washington figured you Redskins. would. Yeah, I don't blame you. That, I mean, that had to be insane being there. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably going to be number one for non-Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. Pick time. I thought I gained three. I cannot believe when I listened again that I took the Patriots. I, I, I was like, wait, what? So I gained one. Well, you so should have won. <laughs> what are you talking about? You should have won. Yeah, but I still thought I had the Raiders. I, I couldn't believe that. I thought I remembered taking the Raiders. So I only gained one. I'm now down three. I definitely would have had Jacksonville last night. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious who you would have taken. Yeah, yeah, me too. I had, I had him in a close game. Not <laughs> not a yeah. 19-3, but yeah, I, I liked Jacksonville a little bit last night. So. Yep. All right. Uh, one o'clock tomorrow. Atlanta at Baltimore, Chris. Mm. Baltimore. Yeah, me too. Same. Uh, Detroit Ooh, at think, Carolina. Sorry, you were thinking about that for a second. No, no. <laughs> I'm just looking at the uh, next d- one. Uh, I'm going to have to ride Detroit, man. They're going for the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not going to be stupid here. I'm going the same. I'm rooting for every, every Giant fan's rooting for Carolina, but I'm going to go with Detroit. Um, Buffalo at Chicago. Uh, it's going to be like minus 32, dude. I'm going Buffalo. Wow, Only problem is Buffalo's used to that too. So Buffalo. I know. Still going Buffalo. Uh, New Orleans at Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Same. All right. <laughs> Here's one. Here's, you're going to be happy, folks, with this one. Seattle at Kansas City. Going Kansas City. That helps the Giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Kansas City. Still fighting for uh, the number one seed, Kansas City, no question. Cincinnati at New England. I'm going to go with Chris's Bengals on the road. Yep. Yep. Uh, Houston at Tennessee. Go Tennessee at home just because, I mean, I know they were without Tannehill now, but Houston is just that bad. I got to go Tennessee at home. Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to give you a shot here. You're gonna, I'm going to open right. the door for you a little bit. There you go. Houston should have beat Dallas two weeks ago. Houston went to overtime against the Chiefs. He did. And now the Titans have to play Malik Willis, a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, they're banged up all over the place. They're falling apart. I'm, I'm gonna give you. The, I'm gonna give you an opportunity. I'm gonna go with Houston in this one. An upset. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. You probably win. Um, Washington at <laughs> four o'clock. Washington at San Fran. This is the other game that will go our way. <laughs> Uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Here's oh, one. yeah. Here's yeah. A, yeah. 49ers. Yep. Here's a good one. 425. Philadelphia at Dallas. Gardner Minshew at Dallas. But Dallas has the flu running through that mm. locker room too, dude. 
This ain't going to be easy for Dallas. I know they're all psyched. They're Dallas fans. Oh, we're going to take them down. I don't know, man. I could see Minshew coming out and throwing like three touchdowns and – I don't know. I, I you know what? Yep. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Philly on this one. I think they're gonna beat Dallas in Dallas. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I still think they're gonna win. Even you know, Mitchell's no tomato, man. Okay? No, no, this isn't. I still Mike, like that Eagles Mike team. Glennon. That, like you said, Dallas has got some. Flu- yeah, yeah. Dallas has got the flu running through it a little bit. Some key guys, um, and it's Dallas. You know, so. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I, I know a lot of people like the Cowboys because Jalen's not playing, but you know what? The Eagles defense, the way they get in the court. I'll go with the Eagles too, man. I still think the Eagles are going to beat them. Same. Um, last one on Christmas Eve. The Raiders at Pittsburgh. We talked about that game. Oh, that's going to be tough. I, I Emotionally, you want to go with the Steelers? I don't know, man. I, I, I'm going to I, I'm gonna go with the Steelers just because they're home. and It doesn't always equate yeah. to a win when you do things like this, but... I'm going to go with the Steelers at home. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, pick it back. Not that Trubisky was bad last week, but I'll, I'll go with Pickett. I'll go in the cold. Yeah. You know, Franco stuff going on. Um, yeah. You know, Macklin reception 50 years. Fans are... Look, Mike Thomas trying to get the 500 somehow or another this year again. I'll go with the Steelers, man, at home. Yeah. Um. All right. On Christmas, 1 o'clock. Green Bay at Miami, Chris. Who do you like? Yeah, yeah, I'll go with the Dolphins in this one. Yeah, they're gonna come back. Yeah, at home against Green Bay, sure. Although Aaron Rod, you know what? No, I'm going Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers said they're winning out. I changed my vote. <laughs> there you go to the there Packers. You there you go. Four thirty. You know, you remind me of Jerry. One second. Hmm? You remind me a little bit. Now, if we were playing poker, I would I would probably clean you up pretty good. I'll tell you why. You ready? <laughs> Yeah, because I suck at poker. You remind me of Teddy Cage. You remind me of Teddy KGB a little bit. When you make a decision, when you're pondering a decision, I notice you immediately start drinking out of your cup. Wow. Just like you just did. You you went like this. Yeah, and you started drinking, then you came back and you're like, no, you know what? I'm gonna go with green, but you've done that three times in this segment. You could tell you're thinking about it a little bit. Yeah, now just smash that cup like like Teddy with the cookies, like Teddy G. Teddy. If anybody doesn't know what the hell we're talking about, we're talking about the movie Rounders <laughs> with Matt Damon, which is freaking phenomenal. Okay, so awesome. yeah. Jerry, be careful with that cup because I would probably clean you up at the poker table right now. But and anyway, this is yeah, why I'll stick I with Miami don't brick and ever. I never play poker. I have the worst poker face. I can't lie. I just I would lose my money. Every friggin' game. And you even picked up something that I didn't know I did. So that's my tell. Good job by you, Chris. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm okay with being <laughs> I'm called Teddy KGB going forward. I love that friggin' movie. So. <laughs> so do I, bro. Love it. It's great. The, oh, you drink it again. What the hell are you doing? Because I'm pondering. Look at you. I. It's like Now it's like a, it's like a tick. Yeah, uh, you're done. Yeah, yeah I would have cleaned you out in about 10 minutes on the poker table. Denver at L.A. Oh, almost did it Denver, again. Denver, LA. Go. Uh, Denver, back. Oh, Wilson's playing. You know what? Oh, say, go ahead. Go ahead. You want to go first? Go ahead. Denver. I agree. I think Russell Wilson does enough. Denver's defense does enough against this Ram team. That's, you know. So, I, I like Denver, too. Uh, Buccaneers at Arizona. Bucks need this game. Arizona's down to the third-string quarterback. I'm going with Tampa. Yeah. Has to be Buccaneers. And Monday night. 
Uh, Chargers at Indianapolis. <coughs> Chargers kind of coming on, and Herbert's playing great. I'm going to go Chargers on the road. Nick Foles, bro. Nick Foles. I'll stick with the Chargers. <laughs> and finally, um, 1 o'clock, Giants-Vikings. I'll go first just because I don't want to think I'm copying. But I look, this will be close. But in the end, I just think the Vikings will run away a bit. I think it's going to be like 34-17, but it'll be like a it'll be like a 24-17 till late. Then they get a field goal and then something ha- I, it's it's going to be close for a while, but in the end I just think the Vikings have too much firepower on offense uh, and we don't have enough. So I just think 34-17 Vikings yeah. uh, will score a lot late. Yeah, I, I think the Vikings will put up enough points on us to and the Giants offense just won't overcome it. So I, I like the Vikes. Um in a 27-23. I think it's going to be closer than you think, Jerry. I think it's going to be a little bit closer. Uh, but I like the Vikes to hold on to like a 27-21, 27-23 type game. You know, um, cool. yeah, so, and look, it's going to come down to Indian New Year's Day. We know that, right, bro? It's coming yes. down to Indian. Yeah. Um, Giants are going to battle it out. I think it will be much closer to people, maybe some people think. But I like the Vikings in a somewhat close game. So we said before we need three things to happen. I think two of them will happen tomorrow. I think San Fran will beat Washington and Seattle will lose to Kansas City. We'll go into yeah. New Year's Day, like Chris said, having to beat the Colts yep. at home. It will be the most anticipated Giants game in forever. Uh, and I think we'll be celebrating that day. Uh, not, to, not to give a, you know, any, any you know, uh, prediction on what we think will happen that week. But, you know, that's going to be the, day, the game we have to win, I think. So I, I agree with you, Chris. All right, dude. Good stuff. Um, anything else? No, that's it. Enjoy the holiday, everybody. Merry Christmas. Good stuff, buddy. And happy Hanukkah, bro. And happy Hanukkah, Yes, man. Yeah. absolutely. Happy, happy Hanukkah, Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the holiday season. All right, guys. To order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. We print this weekend, folks. All right, guys. Sundays are Giant Days. Take care, everybody.